Hello and welcome to the Oasis Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Exodus chapter 3 verses 1 to 15 from the New Living Translation. Moses and the Burning Bush. One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, a priest of Midian. He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it did not burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush. Moses, Moses. Here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites and Jebusites now live. Look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God, Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you, and this is your sign that I am the one who sent you. When you've brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. But Moses protested, If I go to the people of Israel and tell them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, What is his name? Then what should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. Thank you, Jules, so much for reading scripture over us. Uh, We're going to be looking at that passage in a moment, but just firstly, my name is Adrian, and a big hello, whether you're downstairs, upstairs, online, uh, in this moment, or in a different moment when you're catching up. It is good to be together. Uh, If you've been around the last few weeks, you'll know that we started the new year by saying uh, that we weren't going to dive straight into a preaching series. We are going to get there at the beginning of February, where we're going to be looking at the Apostles' Creed together, but just felt like in this year, in this moment, um, there was an invitation to pause. And in our invitation to pause, there's then some invitations we believed God wanted to give us as individuals and as a family, as a church together. And so if you're around the first week we gathered in January, we'd have heard that invitation to seek to be those who both ask and answer the question this coming year, how are you doing living centered on Jesus? Uh, And that's what we're doing. It's a simple question of just saying that, is Jesus 
the main thing at this point in time. And, and then that question is not to condemn, but rather to encourage each other to keep ensuring that Jesus is the main thing, that is the one that's at the center of who we are, shaping everything about who we are and what we therefore do. And so we've said we're going to give ourselves to that question. Then last week, we looked at kind of where are we heading as a community, as, as a church, as we seek to live with that encouragement to live with legacy. And we have heard that invitation to be those that learn to navigate transition. And that this coming year is a year where we're going to learn to navigate transition. And the key to do that is uh, by what God speaks to Joshua in Joshua 1.9, which is to remember that God is with us and that because God is with us, we take courage and strength. And so in all the transitions that happen, as they will, we get to keep remembering, oh no, God's with us, Therefore, we take courage and strength. And today is like the last invitation I'm going to share, and then next week, Rich Bopit is going to share one. But today, I want to offer us an invitation this coming year, an invitation to shoes off moments. An invitation to shoes off moments. You see, this scripture that um, Jules so eloquently read over us of Exodus 3, which is, a moment in Moses' life where he's just going on with his day-to-day existence of tending sheep. He was a shepherd, that's what he was doing. And as he's tending the sheep, suddenly he realizes there's this bush that's on fire and is not being consumed. If you were to read commentators, they're saying that it isn't like it maybe just suddenly happened, but it'd been there. Others may have seen it, but just didn't stop to go and see what was going on. But for Moses, he wants to see what's happening here. And so stops what he's doing and goes to the bush. And as he goes to the bush, it becomes a moment where he encounters the living God. And as he encounters the living God, God speaks to him and says, take off your shoes. Now, there are loads of different things that are going on in that moment as God speaks and says, take off your shoes. But one of the things that's going on has been helped by a guy who's a theologian by A.J. Svoboda. I'm going to read his quote in a moment, so let's not just put it up yet. But this guy, as I read this quote last year, it kind of just gave this new way of looking at these verses. You see, what he says is, in this moment, something that profoundly has impacted me and impacts me so much that whenever I get to connect with people over the last few months, I kept referring to this quote and saying, oh yeah, there's this moment and the invitation to encounter God. And in the different individuals I get the privilege of hanging out with, one of them was Rod. Uh, You'll know him. He's the guy with a beard who leads, not Andy this morning, the other guy with a beard who leads um, uh, with a guitar. And he... As we were chatting, we were talking this through, and he just said, man, why are you not sharing this with everyone? And it kind of just did something in me and thought, yeah, I think I'd need to. I think this is an invitation, not just for me, but for us. See, let me read this quote by A.J. Swoboda, which will start to make it a bit more sense of why I believe this is an invitation to shoes off moments. Swoboda writes this, why would God tell Moses to take off his shoes? I never understood this. But then when we had a child, for years when I returned from work, Elliot would run up to me and say, Papa, Papa, take off your shoes. I never got it. I even asked other parents if their kids did this. Then I finally asked him, why did he insist I take off my shoes? His answer wasn't complex. 
When your shoes are on, Elliot said, you have somewhere else to be. When your shoes are off, you've got nowhere else to be. When your shoes are off, you've got nowhere else to be. And as I read those, it was like a mic drop moment. Something in me just un was undone. Of God is longing for shoes off moments with you and with me. Where we just realize we're not looking at the next thing to go to. We're just allowing God to come and meet with us. You see, I want us just to dig in a little into this encounter that Moses has. Because I think what we discover is that Moses has this shoes off moment and it reveals something of the wonder of what the shoes off moments that God longs to have with you and me are like. Because it's not simply just we're not going anywhere. It's rather that God is wanting to do something with us as we're not going somewhere. Now, in it, please don't hear that it's literally we have to take our shoes off. Sometimes it is. But rather, it's that moment of being spoken to that says, don't go anywhere. Be present. You see, I'd say the first invitation that we see in terms of Moses is an invitation to be. You see it in verse 4 where the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, and God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. See, within the ordinary of Moses' day-to-day existence, God comes and speaks to him and says, I want to meet with you. And Moses simply replies, here am I. Like, it's just that ease, that simplicity to say in this shoes off moment is an invitation to just be, to be with God, to not think about the next thing that we've got to do, that God is longing in the ordinary of your life and my life to come and cause us to suddenly find that this is a moment that he invites us, say, hey, come and be. Like this last week, as Mike said, I had the privilege uh, with uh, Sarah and Alice of gathering with a number of others from St. John's, uh, at St. John's uh, from Harborn to kind of just share stories of what God's doing and to pray together. And as I was heading there, I just felt like I'd got about an hour and a half to need to be there. And I was just thinking, and there was lots of different things going on in my mind. Some of it was just responsibilities I've got. Some of it is in terms of the upcoming thing that Mike has spoken about of next Sunday, of us starting to pledge money and thinking, like, how's this going to go? Like, what's going to happen, God, in terms of the building? And as I started to think about that, I, I started to get more and more consumed with those things. And then I just felt this calling from God, a calling knowing that I was looking at Shoes off moments of, hey, I want a shoes off moment for you, and I want you to come and just walk to St. John's. As that's about like a 45, 50-minute walk, and it was a bit fresh, it has to be said, at that time of night on Wednesday evening. But in that moment, I made a decision to say, I'm not going to rush to get to the next thing. I'm going to wander with you, God. I'm going to be still and be present with you. And I can tell you what, how I arrived at St. John's was fundamentally different to how I left 
my house on Charrington Road. I've been told by kids, by my kids, to stop giving out the number. My house on <laughs> Charrington Road. And it was just that simple invitation, an invitation to be. But what we also discover with Moses is that it wasn't just a simple invitation to be, it was also an invitation to know. In verse 14, God replied to Moses and said, I am who I am. See, in this moment, as God reveals, I am who I am, he's revealing that he's a God who wants to be known. He's not a God who's hiding himself. He's a God who's revealing the wonder of who he is. You see, in that name of I am who I am, it's a God who's revealing that he is unceasing, self-sufficient, is the source of all, is unchanging and constant, is consistent in his character of forever loving. This is the God who we're called in these moments to encounter that it's a God who's longing for us to know more of who God is as Father, Son, and Spirit. You see, that proclamation that I am who I am is also, for those of us now, get the privilege of knowing that it's fully revealed in Jesus, who says, I am the great I am. That Jesus reveals that he's the wonder, the, the one who is sufficient and enough for every single one of us, who's longing for us to know the wonder that he is all that we've ever needed, all that we've ever wanted. Seeing these shoes off moment is an invitation to be, it's an invitation to know. It's also an invitation to be known. In verse 4, just God calls out Moses, Moses. God knew Moses. God knew his name. You see, this shoes off moment is a moment where God wants to cause us to know that just like Moses, he knows you. He knows me. He wants to be known, but he also wants us to know that he knows us. It's just in the wonder of our intricacy, of how we've been wired. And wants to redefine us, wants us to know the wonder of how he sees us, how he loves us. See, it's in these moments as we take our shoes off, figuratively, that we allow the wonder of how God knows us to define us. I can remember being on a train. I used to commute to... Uh, a town or a city, I can't remember what it is, called Luton. And um, I remember working there, and I'd kind of commute there uh, every day. And during my commute on the train, I read the Bible in a year. And I remember I got to the bit in my Bible in a year of the breakdown of passages, and it was John 15. And I'd read it maybe once before. And I remember reading it, and reading the words of Jesus, of saying, greater love for no one than this, than he laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends. And I remember in that moment, as I read those words, it was as though the train became this sacred space. It became this shoes-off moment where suddenly I realized that this isn't just something that Jesus was speaking to his friends, his disciples in that moment. Jesus was speaking it to me in this moment. As I'm sat on this train, journeying to Luton, of all places... Like if you've ever been to Luton, you don't say Luton, you say Luton, going to Luton. And as I'm going to Luton, suddenly 
the presence of God is in this carriage, so much so that I realized that Jesus loves me. Loves me in a way that is beyond any love I've ever experienced at any other point. That is unconditional, is sacrificial in a way that he gives everything in order that I gain everything. And it redefined me. See, that's what God wants to do in these shoes-off moments. He wants to cause us to understand we're more loved than we could dare to believe, more accepted than we could ever realize, in order that we're redefined. But it's not only just an invitation to be, an invitation to know, an invitation to be known. It's also an invitation to go. See, verse 10, God says to Moses, Now go, for I am sending you. Moses must have loved the bush. <laughs> Just thinking, man, this is good. Like, this is like nothing I've ever experienced before. And my guess is part of him was thinking, I, I'd just love to hang out here. Like, just to know your presence like this, God. And yet that's not God's design. It's not God's desire. See, in those shoes-off moment, they're in order that we get to a point of knowing that we've been sent to go. See, for Moses, he's being sent to go to rescue God's people and to be God's voice to his people. To say, I'm going to rescue you from Egypt and take you into a promised land. And God says the same to us. The shoes off moments are in order that we encounter God, are with him, get to know him, get to be defined by him, and then get to be sent by him knowing that we too are being sent as his voices to proclaim his rescue to all people and to the whole of creation. See, we can enjoy these shoes-off moments, but the danger is never to stay there. It's always to go. See, I believe this year there's an invitation to enjoy shoes-off moments and I encourage us, let's make time for them. Like sometimes we'll just think, you know, I wanna sh I, I'm going to make time this coming week to have a shoes-off moment with you, God. To be with you, to know you, to know that you know me, and knowing that it's going to cause me to go. But let's also be attentive. Let's be attentive to those shoes-off moments. Maybe it's going to be in the invitation to go for a walk. Maybe it's going to be as you're in a train carriage and suddenly you realize this is a shoes-off moment. I can show you many other shoes-off moments. Sometimes they are literally, I'm somewhere and I feel like I've got to take my shoes off and just be present in this moment in my home. Sometimes it's been in staff rooms, in kind of this building, in coffee shops, in meeting with someone. And as they say something, it's like a shoes-off moment of realizing, oh God, you're so present now. Let's not miss what you're doing. I would encourage us, let's make time for that. But we also wanted to make time today. That's why we've kind of juggled the meeting around. For some of us, we kind of arrived thinking, what is going on? Have I arrived like 45 minutes late? No, no, we, we just juggled it around, why? because it felt slightly ironic to talk about school, uh, shoes off moments and then to just leave. I felt like surely this is a moment for us to come 
and say, God, we want to be with you. We want to know you. We want to cause you to come and know us, cause us to know how wonderfully known we are by you in order that we'd then be sent to go. So I'm going to invite Andy and the band up. And just whilst they come, can I just pray for us? Just where we are. You might want to just close your eyes. God, I thank you for this moment. And God, I thank you, you know exactly where each of us are at. You know, the things that we're excited about, you know, the things that we're concerned about. And God, I thank you, your invitation is to come and encounter you. God, we just say in this moment, we're not looking to go anywhere else. We're just coming to meet with you. And God, I pray as we come, as we choose to be, would you cause us to see something more of who you are? I pray, would you cause us to understand something more of how you see us? And I pray, God, would you come and cause us to know that deep sense, that profound sense that you long to send us. The encounter is never for encounter's sake, that you're longing to cause us to know you, to be redefined by you, and then to go out and share the wonder of who you are to others. So I pray now, come by your Holy Spirit and cause us just to see the wonder of this moment. Amen.